Hi guys, welcome to The Reload. I'm your host, Keon Ward, and today we're gonna have a great, great in, um, information section on music. I'm talking to uh, a really dope guy who does a lot of engineering in the music industry. I mean, I guess you wanna consider him a engineer expert and educator um, who's worked with Oh, oh my God, so many artists in the industry, whether it's mainstream from like Bad Boy to um, SWV, all the way down to our new up and coming indie artists, independent artists that are out there trying to make sure that sound and mix, all of that is sounding good before they put their music to the earwaves. So let's give it up for Steven Dent. How are you, Steven? How are you doing? Good, how are you? How's everything? Um, I mean, it's so much we can talk about today, especially what's going on in the music industry. Um, but I typically start off the show always asking my guests, like, what are you rooting for in 2021? Wow. Rooting for uh, normalcy. Um, I hate to say new normal because that's an oxymoron, new normal. I just want some normalcy. If we're going to continue this way, everything has to be masked up and six feet apart, then let's all get in line and get it right. And let's just learn how to operate a new way. Let's get the normalcy to our situation. If I, I, don't, I don't ever see it going back to everybody crowded in a place, although there are people who's still out there partying and crowding into places, but after going through COVID myself, I just want to have some type of uh, normalcy for my myself, my family, and actually so I know how to continue or how work is going to continue, how I'm going to continue working. Mm, that's interesting because I do wonder, um, because we know the music industry, anything nightlife, music, social, um, it was hit the hardest. Um, with you know during this COVID um, pandemic that we've been dealing with, uh, where do you see you know individuals like you who are engineers who are pretty much in the studio? Um, I know a lot of albums and different um, tracks have been put on pause, but um, do you do you feel like it is going to be something that that's going to stay in this state that it's in right now, where people are kind of unsure? Or do you see people going back into the studio right now, even though we are dealing with COVID? Well, I mean, for me, I'm a studio rat. And I, I mean, I guess you call us recluse people anyway, but I enjoy being in a small room making music. <laughs> so for people to tell me I can only be in a small room with less people making music is, is beautiful to me. But um, we, we've been, you know, continuously working. Um, we've had um, a studio I, I currently work with. Uh, we, we've had to curtail some of like our music lessons and our lessons because we were, you know, we don't want a lot of traffic coming in and out. But as far as me, I know I've been still receiving music over the internet. I can still work. I can still write and produce and um, mix records for people over the internet, which is cool. Um, part of our business model, um, where we are, we also do shows. So our show side has actually 
had to stop before it even began because we're new. So our show side had to stop before it even began. And we have to rethink that, retool what we're going to do with that part of the business. But people are still working. People are out there continuously doing things. I have nephews that are still traveling the world doing their thing, but everyone is just going with that level of safety first and trying to make sure that they're healthy and that they can survive the party. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, well, speaking of work, tell the people a little bit about your background because, I mean, you've been engineering for over 10 plus years now, right? You've been, it's been 20, yeah, 20 years. Like that's, <laughs> I mean, even for an engineer, because I, I look at engineers just like the artist itself because you pretty much are like a doctor. That's how I see anybody behind the scenes of an artist, whether it's the producer to the engineer to whoever. Um, it's like you're putting like almost like a, a, a Frankenstein, right? You're trying to put uh, together yeah. these different pieces <laughs> of what sounds good, what, you know, what needs improvement, what you can change and filter out. Um, so, I mean, with your experience, walk us down your career path. Like, what sparked your initial um, reaction to wanting to get into music and to study and be an engineer and, and then become an educator? Well, everything for me, as far as music is concerned, I just grew up in a, you know, my mom sang in church choir. And that's probably one of the reasons I took to music, the music she played around the house on Saturday cleanup and Sunday service, before service, after service, going to service, coming from service, you know, <laughs> gospel, um, R&B, classic funk, classic rock. Well, my mom didn't play classic rock, but, you know, she played all of the oldies and I just love the melodies and the way music was and what music was and um, I've all you know I, I, I have cousins who only listen to rock I had cousins who only listened to funk mm. um, I grew up just in a musical you know to me DC was one of the most musical places you could be besides you know New Orleans and we we've had or we have a multiple or a plethora of different types of uh, sounds that we heard from go-go, our homegrown music was go-go, um, R&B, uh, the home of Marvin Gaye, Roberta Flack, um, Johnny Gill. And, you know, we, we've had a, a, a lot of successful musical groups come through or from DC. Um, my high school, I mean, I had Michelle Ndegeo Cello as my bass player oh, yeah. in my band in high school. Um, uh, Vernon, uh, no, Anthony Wellington's one of the best bass players in the world. Mm -hmm. He was in the band before we got in the band. Um, we've had so many great musicians and artists. And of course, you know, I thought I was gonna be an artist, a singer or a rapper or whatever, but I started DJing, making beats. And the first time I went to a real recording studio to do one of my own songs, the engineer just didn't do it right. And I just said, I have to learn what that guy does. And then next thing you know, I end up loving it. And it turned into, I think I started that pursuit in that 1989, 88, and now it's 2021. So I've been on that pursuit of getting better as an engineer since then. And 
that brought me to New York to go back to school. I work with CNC Music Factory as an intern and an um, audio assistant, I mean, an uh, engineering assistant engineer. Um, I work with some of the hip hop legends, Master Ace, Craig G, um, anybody that was at Loud Records that worked at a studio called um, Firehouse that was in the, in the studio, Wu-Tang Clan came out of there. Um, a lot of people, MC Light, a lot of people use that studio. Um, and then I got a call from a guy I went to school with and he worked as a cashier part-time at Saks Fifth Avenue with the receptionist at daddy's house. Wow, okay. He called me up out of the blue and said, hey, do you want to work with Bad Boy? And that was in 2000, no, 2000, 1995, uh, like the summer of 1995. And that's been my family since, since then. I've worked with everybody that has been in and out of the Bad Boy camp, around the Bad Boy camp. Right, yeah. Uh, Biggie, uh, Nas, Mace, Jay-Z, Puff, uh, Faith, 112, like that's all family. Um, Carl, you know, everybody that was there, Black Rob, Carl Thomas, GDAP, I mean, you can name them all. Everybody, yeah. And uh, then, you know, independently, I worked with uh, Track Masters. We did, again, Nas, Jay-Z, 50 Cent. I was one of 50 Cent's first engineers. Um, well, Black, we just had an anniversary of his yeah. album too. Yeah, yeah. Get Rich or Die Trying. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I did not work on that album. Okay, on the albums before that I don't ever think ever came out because it, they were street albums a lot of them were, were like there was yeah. a lot of street stuff but even mm-hmm. or then when he just got signed with the track masters you know it was you know he you know could do to me and we we've we've seen each other since then and he's always been respectful and he's always he's said you know what's up you know no matter what he's one of the funniest dudes I ever met too so 50 50 and big like between the two oh, of them. Oh yeah, between the two of them. Yeah. Because when we did 50 stuff, we were trapped. I hate to say trapped. We were working at a studio in the mountains. And oh. it was no one else but us. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. we, had, we had fun and we had to learn how to have fun with each other to 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 work. But it was, you know, definitely to me a good person. You know, I know what the media is doing and you know, I know just the way they portray people even big you know the all gangster he was one of the nicest people I ever met one of the funniest people I ever met yeah I've heard stories of I mean of both of them 50 and big is the humor that they've had and um not really being what how the media has portrayed over the yeah. years you know so um, I mean, with you being an engineer and working with legends like this, like a Biggie, like a Kim, like mm-hmm. everybody that's been in and through um, the Bad uh, bad Boys family um, and coming through the studio at Daddy's house, do you, were there multiple times where you had to actually like battle with an artist or... Um, even with whoever may be working with that artist about the sound quality, what it sound like, what needs to be improved. Uh, do well, you sometimes come, you know, getting those hiccups with them, those kind of artists? Well, with mostly if you were at Bad Boy, Puff had the, the last say so. So there was no other word that it was the word of God. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. what he said, do or you you found yourself out now you could suggest a few things like what about this what about that 
don't be mad when he says, nah, shut up and do what I told you, you know, but uh, there were times like, you know, even going back to 50 Cent, like it was his first time in a real studio and really working. You know, we had issues with his timing and trying to get him right. Same thing with Mace. He didn't know how to make records. So sometimes you have to teach. And I think that's why teaching came naturally to me, because if an artist came in the studio, I would actually help them get better and not in an arrogant way. We'll do it my way or, you know, it's like, no. Let's do it again. Let's try it a little bit differently this way. Try a little bit differently that way. Let's do this. Let's do that. And it wasn't about helping them write. It was about helping them get record making right. You know what I mean? So it was more of a technical issue that I saw in people. Because I worked, again, like I said, I had worked with a lot of good musicians and good artists before I even thought about being an engineer. And all, all of right, these right. sunk into my head what they were doing to get better and to me it translates no matter if you're singing you're playing the drums or you're rapping or even if you're DJing mm -hmm. and I had been them before I was a rapper before I worked in the industry I was a DJ before I worked in the industry I was a singer before I worked in the industry I made beats or I was a producer excuse me before I worked in the industry so all of my past uh, involvement in music has helped me be a better engineer because I can understand where they're coming from. I'm not just a technical guy. Te mm. Technically, it came last to me. It was more about the art, more about getting it right first, and then we can be technical. Let's get the vibe first, and then we can be technical. So that's that has always been my approach to music, is just getting the vibe right first. Mm. Um, with you being an educator now, like what are you teaching at a particular school right now or you have your own school or what? Yeah, I, I work with um, at my studio It's called Studio to Stage in Marlboro, okay. New Jersey. We, we do have lessons and I do. There are people, there are students I have that come in to learn music production, audio engineering and also the music business. Um, and I also do the same thing at uh, New Jersey Performing Arts Center. They have a hip hop course and I teach uh, beat making with them. And I'm also, we're getting into the audio side and we're gonna get into the music business side. And just starting up this spring, I'm gonna be teaching with the, I think I can say it now, um, the, um, the Grammy Museum at the Prudential Center. So we oh, have- congratulations. Yeah, thanks. We have a music production course and also a music business course we're going to develop that hopefully by the fall we can present that to high school uh, middle school and high school students that they can start their their musical path in advance so that they understand the business they understand the tech technical aspects and they can actually pick better or they can choose better career paths mm -hmm. like if whatever they want to do we can give them basic information before they have to go spend money at the big colleges and then find out all they ever wanted to do was DJ but now they went and they spent 70 eighty thousand dollars now they have a degree mm -hmm. but maybe they just wanted to DJ you know what I mean right, so right. We're, we're, we want to jump I've always wanted to be I, I I always seem to have to teach artists after they've signed their first contract on what not to do mm. you know what I mean mm -hmm. so now I want to be able to instill the business side of the music industry 
before they get into the music industry to let them know that it's a business first, regardless of how talented you are. It, it's always going to come down to business if you want to feed yourself <laughs> with it. Yeah, that that's so true. And I like the idea of that you got you you're working with um, middle and high school students because I think a lot of us we wouldn't be in debt, college debt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if mm-hmm. we have had the advancements, me here. <laughs> if we would have had the advancements of really um taking on more like not even just performing arts and arts and craft just advancement of really what these fields these different fields and industry what they have to offer compared to going to school for this field like right. what does this field have to offer me for the give right. me the why i should go study this right um I yeah mean, just in short like a lot of people only see the limelight they only see mm-hmm. what's out there. they don't see what's in the shadows that's put putting the person up in the limelight that's helping them stay in the limelight. And I'm proud to say I've started a lot of careers. I'm proud to say I've been the backbone of some of the most successful people in, in the music industry. I'm, I'm proud of that. And you did, I, that will never fade. That will never yeah. fade away. Like people can never say you weren't there because my name is on the records that sold Oh yeah. Hundreds of thousands and millions of copies. So I'm okay. It's in fine print. It's 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 in the print. It's in print. It's in print. Uh with you being an engineer, I was I was yesterday, a couple of days ago, and even yesterday, I was like listening to all the old like songs, hip hop songs that definitely came out like in the early nineties, um, mid nineties. And one of the things that I missed, I missed the crackling and the popping in songs. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, do you think music will ever get back to the, being like that? Um, I don't. I don't even want an authentic, like with at least a su- some type of sound that resonates back from that era because it it has changed. The sound has changed. How they want the sound has changed. Mm-hmm. Do you see any of that recycling back? Um, back into this era that we're entering in now, or do you feel like it's just going to keep improving and moving to another era? Uh, I, I I just think just like with our era, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm on Clubhouse a lot, and you know, we always have these forums about you know, technical against vibe against, uh, I guess era comparison. Mm-hmm. What we do, what we've done, what I do, like, I mean, I, I produce, I make music, but I'm nowhere on the level of Stevie Wonder. Mm. I'm nowhere on the level of uh, Otis Redding. I'm nowhere on the level of the Isley Brothers or, or anybody from the eras before my parents. You know what I mean? like a Duke Ellington, I can't stand close to Duke Ellington. I would not put my name in the same category as Duke Ellington or Quincy Jones. Mm -hmm. But because of technology, the hurdle for creativity has been lowered. Now, some people say it lowers the bar for talent, but what is talent is just relative to what you can provide to other people and what other people accept. 
Um, so the bar had the hurdle. I keep, I don't want to say bar. The hurdle has been lowered for creativity. So we're going to have more people making things because they can make things. Mm-hmm. I mean, drum machine that have computers that can all emulate Duke Ellington's band. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So we're always going to have, we're going to feel that the next generation is a degradation of what we claim talent was. And if we think that that Kodak Black is is lacking talent, what does Mozart think about us? You know what I mean? So it's it's relative and it's subjective to where you are and what what, what industry, I mean, what what um, what time period you're in. I just say, make the best music you can make. Find the best music for you to as a listener. I still listen to John Coltrane. You know what I mean? I still listen to Stevie Wonder. I still listen to the Isley Brothers. My iPod, I still, I still have an iPod and it only has classic music on it. I still listen to Hotel California by the Eagles. I still listen to Led Zeppelin, the ocean. I'm still into Journey, you know what I mean? I still listen to the things that made me love music, but I love the beats that I create and that people are creating today. It keeps me uh, creative. It keeps me wanting to make music, but I don't understand what they're talking about. So I can't really listen to a lot of the stuff that they're doing. So um, it's, we, we just have to not take ourselves so serious, like we're the best and we are what it is. We, there's always good music out there. Are you doing enough to find it? Are you finding the music that you really like or are you just waiting? Are we just being lazy, waiting for the radio to play us music? Like just as many avenues as there are to exploit music, to get music out there, you have those same avenues to find music. Go find the things that you love to listen to and play the hell out of it. If you don't like, uh, what's the chick's name? Um, Cardi B, by all means, don't listen to it. I don't, you know, it's just, it's, I, I can't name you one song she's done. And I can't name you half the songs that that play on the radio because I don't listen to the radio. I listen to what I like and I will go find what I like and I'll listen to it. If it's live instrumentation you need, go find it. If it's hip hop with samples that got cracks and pops like you said in it, go find it. And and it's out there. You just have to find it. It, It's a big world and the internet opened up everything. I, I can now listen to a hip hop artist in Japan he just made a beat and he put posted it somewhere. I can listen to it and go, oh man, I like that record. Right. So they can do the same to us. We just have to find the things that we like and love and exploit that and show people like, here's some good music. Every time one of my friends makes it on Instagram, you can check it. I hear a record and I go, yo, this is good music. Check this out. Uh, I have artists from uh, Mississippi, um, uh, uh, Tricky Four Five. That's my oh, man. How tricky. Yeah, trick so I, I love his work. I love his work. And I heard it three years yeah. ago. I've been trying to help him exploit his stuff since then. So um tricky is dope. Oh, it's man. just that, you know, it's rap, it's trap, but to me, it has more vibe and everything than everything else. It has more life than a lot of the stuff that I heard. Um my artist from DC, Kenny Sharp. He he's 
great. And, you know, personally, I know him, but he's great. There are groups that are coming behind him that he's working with that are actually great, great ideas, funk-driven, rock-driven, hip-hop-driven, gospel-driven. Like, it's a whole lot of music that we just have to stop being lazy. Let's not let Spotify tell us what we like. Let's not let the... And I have zero subscriptions to any digital music service. Really? Why is that? I don't, I, I want to be able to turn it on when I want to. I don't want to have to wait to be connected to the internet. I don't want to have to download it. I like to have it. I is can it, turn it on. Is it that because the internet, because what I find, and even though everything is an algorithm at the mm-hmm. end of the day, I find it that it's still telling you what to listen to. But that, that, to that's what I'm saying. It's directing you to things. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, and, and even if I did have it, my playlist would be my playlist. And then mm-hmm. once it starts getting you there, you, you, you may start discovering new music. I, I can go on online myself and discover new music. I, I don't need anybody to tell me that. And I like to just discover things organically. Mm-hmm. You know, I hear something, I go, oh man, that's great. Like I've heard something on like TV shows. What's the girl that's on HBO? Um, I can't think of the name of that Zendaya, show. Zendaya? Zendaya? I, I can't think of the name right now, but... Um, Euphoria? Uh, what is I can't think, but her show, Raphael Sadiq is the music supervisor. And some of the things that he does or that they play, I'm like, what is that? And I got to go research it. Then I research and I see who these people are and I start playing stuff that nobody else plays. There's a lot of music I play that nobody else plays. And really, I don't think anybody else has. I have a lot of one-offs from artists. I have a lot of things that may have played in one local area, but I heard it when I was in that area and I took it to my iPod. So I play these things. Like this is what keeps me in music. And if I want to find something new, again, I love to discover things organically where I just hear it go, oh, what's that? And not let an algorithm tell me you should like this because right. then I'll get stuck in waiting for, oh, what's new? What's new and exciting? No, I like to find new and exciting myself. Mm. That's just me. I'm sorry. I'm an old guy. No, 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 no. I like that because that's a real conversation. I mean, I kind of feel the same way. I'm not like, I love technology. I, I'm, not, I'm only on social media. I only do this is because this is how the world connects now, right? Mm-hmm. I, so I have to, not, I have to, in a way I do, I have to do it if this is the era that I want to pursue things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm more of the, I have more of that old school type of ways of doing things too. Like I want to just come across something and like hear it oh, let me go check out this artist and listen to everything they've created. Yes. And then I fall in love with yeah. the artist, yeah. not necessarily like, oh, this is on the top 100, mm-hmm. the top 25, the top 50. You need to listen to this song. So that's more so like how I am. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like you too. Like some of the artists, I do listen to Cardi. I can't say I don't listen to Cardi, but I do listen to Cardi. I do listen respect to Megan. Gotta respect those few it's those few new artists that i listen to but like you a lot of them i don't i don't know about if it's just like what are they talking about and and again my mother didn't understand what we were doing 
Yeah, yeah. So I get it. I'm, I'm now my mother's age when she didn't understand what we were doing. So I get it. And I'm not, not telling them that they're, they're, they're terrible. It's just, it's, not, it's just not for me. Don't yeah. expect me to embrace it. That's all. Don't be mad when I say, like, I get a lot of artists, hey, what do you think about my music? And I'll go, bro, I don't think I'm the right person because right. that's not what I do. Although my history has been with certain styles of music, that's really never been my focus in music. Never has been my focus in music. Hip hop has never been really my focus in music. It's always been more melodic, R&B, jazz, gospel, rock, things like that. So that's where I've always been internally, what I like to do. Can I do hip hop? I love hip hop. I love doing hip hop. But it's just, that's not all me. Mm. You know what I mean? That, like, that doesn't even encompass a third of what I do. All right, all right. Well, as we're about to wrap up here in a few, um, I, I dished these last couple of questions to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know this. What, what has been like your, your most proudest? I'm sure all of the albums or songs or whatever you've worked on before, you're proud of them. But what is a song or two that you feel like you've been the proudest of in terms of like you putting your engineer, you know, magic on it? I would say Child of the Ghetto by G Depp. Okay. It Okay. It's it's just one of my favorite songs. Period. Like when I play that, I get I go to a different place. And it's just one of those records that I would I mean, technically what we had to do to make it right mm-hmm. and knowing knowing G Depp and it was just one of those it, I was just blessed to be a part of that record because that record means so much to me because of my background, where I came from and what you have to go through to succeed. And it's a lot of things that people don't know about where you come from. Just because I look like I am in a different place, my heart, like I'm still from my hood, this is Glass Manor. And that's just part of the, you know, the place I grew up in. And it's, it's that that song hit a chord with me and I'm I'm glad I was proud of that. I mean there's a lot of records that I've done that, you know, um Kelly Price, Lord of All. That's one of my favorite records wow. that, that I've ever worked on. Um because that's I'm not a religious person at all, but that song is so emotional and so powerful. And then what she does to it is just her voice bananas. I mean, if you listen to that. Lord of All is that record. Now, I just wish they had put the whole song on the album, but I get it. Publishing didn't let them put the second verse on there, but mm-hmm. that, that song was just, it's, those are two two of my favorite, two of my favorites. There's so many. Yeah, that. yeah, that's why I say I'm, I'm sure yeah. the list, if, if people, whoever's watching this, mm-hmm. you need to look up Steve and, and see the work that he's done, because I, I don't like, um, I like giving people them pro- their props, but a lot of times people don't always like talking about, oh, I've done this, I've done this, and I've done this. It's like, if you see that you see him on this in, on this episode of The Reload, more than likely he's done his shit and he's good at it. So, <laughs> things here and there from time to time. 
I mean, it was just a blessing to be a, been lucky enough to be blessed enough to be in that position. So yeah, a lot of better engineers than me did not get half the opportunities I got. So I'm totally blessed. So is there something that you can leave with those um, who may be wanting to, who are engineer right now, or they're trying to learn how to be, you know, the best engineer uh, within their, within their circle or state or industry period? Uh, what is some advice or a few tips that you can leave them so that they can, you know, just try to be the best version of themselves and, and do some of the things that you're doing? Well, just in, in general, um, and then I'll get into engineering in general, just be true to yourself and be the best you can be. That means put yourself in the best positions to get better. Don't worry about what someone else has done. Just be better than yourself yesterday. Um, that's a general statement that everybody says. But as far as engineering, there are so many tools out there that the engineers before me couldn't even imagine and that I had never even thought of that you can do to educate yourself. Educate yourself. You understand the tools. The way I teach, I teach people tools. And I teach them how to use the, those tools and what those tools are made to do, what they can do, what you can use them for. Put it in your toolbox so that when you come to a situation and you need to build or create or do something, put as many tools in that toolbox as you can. Don't be able to shut the, the top of the toolbox. The toolbox should be running over with tools. When you pull them out, you can understand what to use, what, the, what first, what they do, then what you can use them for, and then what do you want them to do? And then what do you want to make? So I like to teach people to learn the tools, put them in your toolbox, and then pull them out when you're building whatever it is you want to build. Build a house. You know what a hammer can do. Mm -hmm. How are you going to use that hammer? That's the same way I talk about EQ and compression. If you know what EQ can do, build a house with it. If you know what can, compression can do, build a house with it. And then when you take all the tools you have, you should be able to build something better than it came to you or make it better than what it can, when it came to you. And that to me is being an engineer. Mm. So just learn the tools work at those tools you have. I mean, the internet is infinite with information. Oh, yeah. Not all the information is right, but listen to it all. Take in things that make sense to you in the way you like to work. Discard everything else, but put it in your mental Rolodex because you may pull it out one day. It doesn't work for you now, but tomorrow it might work for you. Yeah. So whenever I hear a sound, I have a mental Rolodex of the way I want it to sound. And I'll go through a hundred thousand of them in like 10 seconds. Oh, that's the one right there. Boom. Now let me create it. Let me do it because I know the tools. I know how the tools work. I know how they can be applied. Even if it's wrong, technically, does it sound good? Hmm. That's, that's something for all, you know, engineers, just use your ears. <laughs> right. Use your ears, people. Use your, use your you ears. heard it. You heard it from Steven. Use your ears. Use your tools. Yep. 
listen, take in the information, research, do, do practice, continue to practice. I mean, I can tell you that now, like, I feel like every, I've only been doing this. I've had this podcast for like three years, but I've really only kind of stepped it up the last year or so. So every day I'm learning every day I'm improving. So what he's saying is so, so true. Take advantage. Uh, anybody offer you any type of help resources, do it. Uh, Steven, now tell us lastly, again, like if there's anybody out there that may have, you know, that may be in high school, that may be in middle school, or that just may be in a, anybody period who wants to connect with you, who wants to, you know, be a part of your school, be a part of whatever you're doing in terms of education. How can we support you? Give us the services, give us the information. Uh, you can check njpac.org. Um, um, they have different music programs that you can get into and it's getting better. Um, um, and also the Grammy Museum, but I think that's just reserved for the high schoolers that we go into. Um, but you check the, uh, uh, the, um, the, the Grammy Museum of Newark, check their website. They should have all the information listed on when the classes are starting, how to get involved, uh, studio to stage, it's at studiotostage.com. Um, and that's where I, I, I'm, I can say I'm working there. That's, uh, you know, uh, I partnered up with the studio there. And also you can um, DM me on, on Instagram in like at in like dent or on Twitter at in like dent. And um, I will reach out and, you know, we, I can help you make a decision or help you into a program or what software to use or any anything you need. Um, you know, I like to make myself available to help people. And he is people. He's very, he will respond back. Give him some time. Yeah, please give me some time. Right? Thank, thank <laughs> God he recovered from COVID. Yes. God is great. God is great. Uh, well, I, look, I really do appreciate this um, interview with you. Um, I think it's going to help a lot of people. I hope that we're able to connect more in the future and um, hope we even do some projects together because, I mean, the reload is all about where entertainment meets culture. That's what we're tied into. And we just love educating people and allowing people like you who are behind the scene that people may not, you know, really know about. Hey, these are the people who really makes the magic happens with your favorite artists. So yeah, thank do. you, Steven. I appreciate you. <laughs> And we're so happy to have you on The Reload. We are signing out. Bye, guys. All right. I'll see you. Bye.